0: Welcome, travelers. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 29 of Travel Happens. Today, I am joined by my fellow travel advisor from Reach for the Magic Destinations, Heather Brookshire. She specializes in dining with your vacation journeys. Today, she is here to discuss how to keep the magic alive once you are back at home. How do you amp up that excitement you, uh experience when you are on vacation. Keep listening if you want to learn more. This is Travel Happens, a podcast all about enhancing your vacation. Do you want to make your trip go smoother, easier, and more special? Keep listening. I'm your host, Destination Douglas. Think of me as Maureen Sedai, Tyrion Lannister, Gandalf, Mr. Miyagi, and Yoda all rolled into one. I'm your guide when it comes to cruises. Today... We're discussing how to keep that special glow alive when once you have returned home after a wonderful vacation. Do you have a favorite method? Did it make Heather's list? Did it make mine? As I said earlier, this is Travel Happens Season 2. This is our last episode of Season 2. I'm about to go on a journey through the Caribbean. Is your neighborhood starting to get that fall chill in the air? I know mine is, so I'm flying out of the nest. We will be taking a break through the month of November as I travel, and Season 3 will return after I come back with a new episode the first week of December. Next up, travel news. And we're back. Okay. So, uh, Heather, what do you have in terms of news for us?
1: So, we have Blizzard Beach finally reopening. is that exciting?
0: It is exciting because I love water parks.
1: Isn't it a little weird, though, to have a water park opening in November? Mm-hmm. I guess not for, well, no, for like Floridians. For-
0: I was just gonna say, you know, talk to Amy Shabelski, and she'll <laughs> she'll fill you in. Well, That's you very know, yes. Probably, well, I would think that it might. November would be fine, and December would be fine, but in January and February, I think it might be a little too cool to take a dip at that point.
1: Maybe. Just it depends on the year, because even our weather is kind of similar here. So okay, it, just, it depends.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, anyways, back back to Blizzard Beach.
0: <laughs> right. Oh yeah. So yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> um. So with the grand reopening, um, there have been some new touches added from one of our favorite films. Guess which one? Frozen. Uh,
0: frozen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. So a flurry of frozen fun has come to Blizzard Beach and you can find snow Snowgies those cute little snow guys um at Tyke's Peak. There's also a oh, new Hold
0: on. Th- I uh what is what That's, is that what are those little guys?
1: A Snowgie? Yeah. They're cute little snowballs that have no arms and kind of marshmallows for legs that Elsa created. Okay. They're friends of they're friends with Olaf Olaf can be found there too. All right There's also plenty of new snacks and treats to enjoy as well as well as all of your favorite um splashy uh, attractions. Have you been to Blizzard Beach?
0: No but I've been to Typhoon Lagoon. I was there uh, a couple of times for a private party so
1: oh yeah listen.
0: Trust. If you're an adult and uh, you go to uh, an after-hours party, um, it's the best because you can you go down these slides and you can curse all you want because <laughs> there's not little children <laughs> running around nearby to hear what you have to say. So, yeah.
1: You're you're supposed to be having fun, Douglas. Why why are you? Oh, I was having go- fun. <laughs> My idea of fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving on. So now we're going to bounce over to the West Coast. We're going to go talk about a little bit about Disneyland, who is going to be celebrating the upcoming release of Wakanda Forever. Uh, the celebration will take place at Avengers Campus and will last from mid-November to early January. You can meet new characters from the new from the upcoming film release. They will be walking around Avengers campus. There's also new treats to be enjoyed, which can be found in the Hollywood back lot.
0: Well, I I have I have mixed feelings about this because <laughs> personally I since I live much closer to Walt Disney World than I do Disneyland. I want Walt Disney World to have the Avengers Campus. I, under, you know, we talked about that before about why it is right. that it does not, um, because they've got this agreement going on. But then the, on the flip side, it you know it does give a person reason to go to Disneyland because there are some major differences uh, between the the two uh theme parks and um one of them is avengers campus yeah
1: but i have a secret for you you can actually have some of the treats at epcot Ah, because they have trans they have taken a treat from epcot and transported it to avengers campus for the celebration the butterfly pt lemonade that was found at the Uh, flower and garden festival is also being featured during the Wakanda Wakanda celebration. Okay. And of course there's also, you know, merch to be had because is it a celebration without merch?
0: Well, is it Disney without merch?
1: Well, that's very true. (laughs)
0: Like I think they uh, invented the idea of when you're done with an attraction, it exit out, it exits out into uh, store yes. for you to buy merch. Yeah,
1: you get off of an attraction. Oh, look a gift store. A gift shop. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to go back East Coast, and we're going to go over to Universal. Okay. Um, who announced the dates for their annual Mardi Gras celebration? Which will yeah, be? Yeah, uh,
0: we talked about that last week.
1: What I thought this I thought that just came out a couple days ago.
0: No. Nope. Well. The, uh... Yeah, it just, uh, we just announced that like Mardi Gras is about to happen.
1: <sighs> Mardi yeah. Gras is about to happen. It's a, it's a couple months away. We got to get through the holidays still. Yeah. So anyways, there's your reminder in case you missed the last podcast that Mardi Gras celebrations will be happening at Universal again next spring. Winter right. spring. And that's really all I have for news. It was kind of a light week. That's good. Well, that that's
0: you know, we like those
1: weeks.
0: (laughs) All right. Um, so with general travel, um, American airlines will soon no longer offer first class on international flights. The carrier this week said that it was opting to expand its business class section on its aircraft. Uh, retrofitting its aircraft to replace first class with an expanded business class on long-haul international service. And Americans' customers have shifted from business travelers to what they consider to be blended demand travelers or those who are traveling for both work and leisure at the same time. And United mentioned a similar trend in its earnings call earlier in the week. Um, Those blended demand travelers are willing to pay up from main cabins to business class, which is where the heightened demand for business and the desire to increase its capacity on board is coming from. In fact, American's contracted corporation business is only 80% recovered from 2019 levels. Still, the airline has reported its highest ever revenues for the second quarter in a row. American was essentially the last US airline that was offering a separate first class cabin from its business class offerings. Delta Airline had rolled first-class into business class in the 1990s, and United Airlines stopped selling first-class flights in June 2019. It's worth noting that Americans' business class offerings are still high-touch experiences, which includes a flagship suite unveiled in September. That suite uh, will feature on the carrier's new a Boeing 787-9s and Airbus A32-1XLRs. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, who's in charge of naming <laughs> things over there? That's what I'd like to know. Um, so from 2024, it's highlighted by a live flatbed and privacy door. And going on with Airlines uh, is uh, news from United, even with rising inflation and an increasing uncertain economic future, consumers are still paying to travel. On Tuesday, United Airlines said there is no slowdown in consumer internet uh, despite high airfares. The carrier, which spoke as part of the company's third quarter earnings call, said that it expects fourth quarter adjusted operating margin to be above 2019 for the first time, another marker in the continued recovery of the travel industry. According to United, which achieved operating revenue growth of 13.2% versus third quarter 2019, there are three trends that will continue to drive air travel demand despite those economic headwinds. Air travel is still very much in the recovery phase and has not reached its peak. Hybrid work continues to give consumers more opportunity to travel for leisure and supply challenges will continue to limit the industry's supply, quote, for years to come. All right. So that just reminded me of a webinar that I was on today. It was for Ama Waterways because today is Webinar Wednesday And uh, they were talking about how people uh, like to have longer trips with them and maximize what they have to outlay for a flight cost. So if they're having to dole out so much money to travel from the States over to Europe, they're they're willing to, they want to kind of, you know, uh, uh, up their vacation time so they were specifically talking about pre and post uh land experiences before the river journey to max out your vacation time so
1: yeah it makes sense and it goes i'm sorry what it makes sense
0: it does make sense um yeah exactly uh and then Moving on to Seattle, the Norwegian Encore left Pier 66 this past weekend to signal the end of the port of Seattle's 2022 cruise season, which broke records and set milestones according to a press release. During the 2022 season, 1.228 uh, million revenue passengers, or 640,000 Individual travelers passed through the port of Seattle on their way to an Alaska cruise. The pa- new passenger volume record represents a 6% increase over the previous year's passenger volume and has aided the regional economic recovery. And let me tell you something. They, Alaska was really, really hurting um, when they shut down the cruise industry when there were absolutely no cruises, um, people's livelihoods were in severe danger because Alaska, it's it's not just a big part of how they get their income. It's like, it's almost everybody is involved in tourism when it comes to Alaska. So, moving on to MSC, the name of MSC Cruise's second world class ship was revealed today during a steel cutting ceremony at Chantier de Lantaclique, as the ship will carry the MSC World America name. The MSC World America will be destined for North America when she comes into service in 2025, according to the company, and is further proof of the line's commitment to deploy its newest ships to this important cruise market and to provide U.S. passengers with a ship and guest experience tailored to them. And the ship will be powered by LNG. We've talked about that numerous times on this podcast. Um, The MSC World America will become the fourth new flagship to uh, to be deployed in the region, the company said. The cruise division of MSC Group and Chantier de l'Antalique celebrated the delivery of the new MSC World Europa, the world's largest liquefied natural gas, in other words, LNG, uh, powered cruise ship and one of the first to incorporate fuel cell technology. Um, The executive chairman of the cruise division of MSC Group said, We are proud to welcome to our fleet MSC World Europa, our 20th ship and the first to be LNG powered. This groundbreaking vessel represents the next phase in our journey toward net zero and sustainable cruising and a symbol of our unwavering commitment to both. And a little blurb from Celebrity. The Celebrity Beyond celebrated its arrival in the New York region, marking its much anticipated North American debut, according to a press release. The latest in the Edge class, the Celebrity Beyond will officially set sail on its inaugural U.S. season from the Port of Bayonne, New Jersey, on October 26. The Celebrity Beyond and a crew of over 1,400 sailed into uh, port at Cape Liberty Beyond with trailblazer Captain Kate McHugh, the first and only American female cruise ship captain on the bridge, along with Captain Demetrius Kafetzis, who had the honor of completing the ship's transatlantic crossing. Following a series of European sailings earlier this summer, the ship now embarks for the first time from U.S. shores on a variety of Caribbean itineraries. And then my next news item is huge in more ways than one. (laughs) Uh, The Royal Caribbean is uh, introduced uh, the past week, a new ship, and it literally is going to be the largest ship in the world. It's going to be huge. (laughs) Um, It's the new icon of the seas and it'll feature eight neighborhoods, including five brand new adventures and three bold returning favorites. The company said that each one is a destination in and of itself filled with an array of experiences, live entertainment, and ways to grab a bite and a drink so that everyone can make memories their way every day. And uh, I was in a webinar where they were uh, discussing all the features and benefits of this new ship that they are currently building and the take that I got from this new ship is that it is they're really trying for it to be very family family friendly and um so if you're a family and you want to experience a new type of vacation this is going to be a Great destination for you. Um, so some of these neighborhoods, let's uh, dive into them a bit. First being Thrill Island. Ooh, (laughs) vacationers can test their limits, scale new heights and reach top speeds at the center of Thrill. This lost island adventure is home to highlights like category six, the largest water park at sea with six record breaking slides. Pressure drop and its 66-degree incline make it the industry's first open freefall slide. The 46-foot-tall frightened bolt, the tallest drop slide at sea. Storm surge and Hurricane Hunter, the first family raft slides at sea with four riders per raft, and Storm Chasers cruising's first mat racing duo. Living on the edge takes new meaning with. Crown's Edge. Oh my God! I saw a little video. It, it, even though it was a computer rendering mock-up of what uh, Crown's Edge is supposed to be, it's crazy. So you know, you have the the uh, image of the icon that they plaster on the side of the ship, right? Mm-hmm. And then you are get up, you are put into this harness and then the harness is tethered onto uh, uh, like a rope which attaches to like uh, a zip line thing. and it's part skywalk, part ropes course, part thrill ride. So what happens? you go off, you're suspended above the ocean, above the ocean. you're like off to the side of the ship. And you're suspended <laughs> above the ocean on a skywalk. And then this this uh, skywalk at any point can just drop and disappear. And then all of a oh. sudden you're just dangling over the ocean. No,
1: no, no, no. Wait, yeah. this, are you sure this is a cruise ship and not like some sort of a game show or something like that? Yeah, because that's no, exactly a, what it sounds it, like.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's a cruise ship. So uh, it culminates in a surprising, shocking moment that will see travelers swing 154 feet above the ocean. Yeah.
1: Nope. No. So nope. nope
0: if, yeah. So if you want to get your heart racing, you know, there's something for you. Uh, n- the next neighborhood is called Chill Island. I'll stay there. Uh, Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Among the So there are going to be seven pools on board this ship in various wow. places um, at uh, whichever part of the ship you are at, there's going to be a pool. So if you're forward, if you're aft, if you're port, if you're starboard, there's going to be a pool. So four are in this three-deck slice of paradise of chill island. There's a pool for every mood, each with prime ocean views, the vibrant swim and tonic, the line's first swim-up bar at sea, Uh, Royal Bay Pool, the largest pool at sea, Cloud 17, an adults-only retreat, and the serene infinity-edge cove pool plus the lime and coconut returns with four locations including royal caribbean's first frozen cocktail bar so i hope at that bar at the lime and coconut they've got uh electricity to power up those blenders for, the, those, <laughs> for those frozen cocktails all right uh next neighborhood is surfside and i already gave you kind of a hint about this because it being this very uh, family-friendly ship, it's uh, introducing a new neighborhood made for young families from end to end where adults and kids ages six and under will want to stay and play all day. Grown-ups can soak up the endless views at Water's Edge Pool as they keep an eye on the kids at Splash Away Bay and Baby Bay. Baby Bay is like, you're like, You're in a diaper. Yeah. (laughs) And little, little. uh, And, you know, they get to splash around, and it's okay if they have a little, you know, if they have to go to the bathroom. It's okay if (laughs) something happens to leak out there. That's what Baby Bay is prepared for. And then only steps away are dining options, places to lounge, a bar, the signature carousel, an arcade, Adventure Ocean, which is. Uh, one of their uh, kids clubs and social O2O for teens. So that's all there at uh, Surfside. Moving on, another part of Icon of the Seas is the neighborhood The Hideaway. And tucked away, this neighborhood 135 feet above the ocean combines the good vibes of beach club scenes around the world and the uninterrupted ocean views only a cruise can offer. The first suspended infinity pool at sea is at the center of it all. And it's surrounded by a multi-level sun terrace with whirlpools, a variety of seating and a dedicated bar. I'm sorry, I just had a thought. So if you're an adult and um, dealing with, uh, you know, I'm telling you that it's this you know, really great family destination. So obviously it's going to attract a lot of children and that kind of gives you cause to pause. Don't because it has Surfside. So Surfside will be like a magnet to the children. So they'll pull the children away from wherever you are over to be at Surfside. So they're dealing with Surfside while you get to have fun elsewhere. Like um the next neighborhood, Aquadome. So this is taking, yeah. Perch at the top of icon of the seas. What's in store is a transformational place unlike any other in a tranquil oasis by day. Guests can take in wraparound ocean views and an awe-inspiring waterfall as they enjoy a bite or drink. So basically it's taking place of their uh, adult-only solarium that they, you know, a covered pool area. uh, That's what this is taking its place. It's like they took that idea and amped it up. And by night, it becomes a vibrant place, great for a night out, complete with restaurants, bars, and the cruise lines marquee aqua shows at the next level aqua theater. The signature entertainment venues takes artistry and cutting edge technology to new heights, With a transforming pool for robotic arms, state of the art projection, and more. In addition, a grander Royal Promenade features its first floor to ceiling ocean views, uh, plus more than 15 restaurants, cafes, bars, and lounges. A more lush and livelier Central Park has more ways to dine and be entertained. Um, So, Central Park is that part of the ship where uh, they basically tried to recreate that real live Central Park of Manhattan and, and bring it in onto a cruise ship. So they really described it as becoming more lush. There's wow. a whole, there's a whole lot. They quote, I forget what the number was, but they quoted me like the, there's like tens of thousands of plants in this area on board the cruise ship live plants and they have gardeners to garden and um, so that's going to be going on um and the it's another neighborhood is the sweet neighborhood and it's the largest sweet neighborhood it's three decks of luxury offering a multi-level suite sun deck the grove that has a private pool whirlpool and dining and a two-story coastal kitchen more returning favorites include experiences like new takes on mini golf at Lost Dunes, rock climbing at Adrenaline Peak, and Absolute Zero, Royal Caribbean's largest ice arena and dining venues such as Giovanni's Italian Kitchen and Wine Bar on the Royal Promenade and the Asian-inspired Izumi in Central Park. Uh, The ship will feature 28 stateroom categories and half of those 14 are brand new for Royal Caribbean. So they're brand wow. new. Um, there are new layouts made for families of three, four, five, and more, like the family infinite balcony and surfside family suites with kid alcoves tucked away from the adults and the three story ultimate family townhouse complete with its own white picket fence and mailbox. And if memory serves me right, that ultimate family townhouse accommodates up to eight guests. Um, And when it comes to views, among the best are from the brand's first sunset corner suites and panoramic ocean views in Aquadome. Royal Caribbean International is now open for reservations for the new icon of the seas for cruises starting in January 2024. The demand for this ship is super high. So contact me to get on board. And I kid you not about the demand. I was just like curious. There have been a lot of talk about how, oh my goodness, the price of of these cruises, obviously the people responding hadn't seen, haven't <laughs> experienced like, oh my gosh, it's so pricey. So I'm like, oh, let me find out. And I'm like, okay, if let's say in the best of all possible worlds, when would I like to go? I don't like, like, if you go on the very first or a Guinea pig, they're working yeah. out. And um, so I'm like, okay, let me wait until hmm, maybe April, 2024, like the very end of April. Let me check. so many of these rooms are all sold out there is like yeah yeah like if uh, uh, like there probably were some inside rooms (laughs) available but (laughs) if you want balcony or above it was sold out sold out wow and it's it's, only and
1: it's a huge ship so there's huge even more rooms than any other ship so i mean that really does tell you something
0: yeah all right um so we shall move on. Moving on. Okay. Uh news from Cunard. Uh Bear Grills headlines, Cunard's lineup for Alaska 2023's Insights Enrichment Program, which will also include other acclaimed personalities of outdoor adventure, according to a press release. Grills will join the Queen's Ale- Queen Elizabeth's Alaska voyage on June 8th, departing from Vancouver, where he will share his experiences as one of Mount Everest's youngest climbers. This will be Bear's first cruise ship appearance and his first visit to Alaska since his meeting with former U.S. President Barack Obama in 2015, according to Cunard. Guests on this 12 night voyage will visit Glacier Bay National Park, Tracy. Fjord and Hubbard Glacier, as well as Juneau, Ketchikan, and Sitka. Naturalist Dr. Rachel Cartwright and an Alaska Native Voices Cultural Heritage Guide will join guests aboard the Queen Elizabeth to shed light on the region's culture and history. And I was a um, addict. I guess you could say, because I watched a number of Grill's, uh reality TV shows that he has. He kind of does like a more gritty version of Survivor. And, yeah. Um, I found it very entertaining. So I would love, I'd love to be on that journey with him. That sounds great. And then finally, we move on to Holland America. Holland America Line has joined forces with the Statue of Liberty Ellis Island Foundation to celebrate the cruise line's 150-year anniversary and pay homage to its history, according to a press release. The collaboration will begin during the recreation of the, or recreation, (laughs) the cruise line's first ever voyage from Rotterdam to New York. Guests on board will have access to video content produced by an Ellis Island researcher across Holland America's fleet, according to Holland America line. And then, uh, they continue with another news item. Holland America line is providing guests with a behind the scenes view of its operations through its new entertainment show, a city on the sea, according to a press release. The storytelling event, which will be shown on the ship's world stage, will include video footage and interviews with the cruise line's staff and crew. The event will be narrated live by the ship's cruise and travel director, who will be joined by other shipboard officers, such as the captain and crew, according to Holland America Live. A City on the Sea made its debut on the historic October 15th transatlantic voyage aboard Rotterdam and will be available on all cruises beginning in early 2023. And then one final little cruise cruise news bit is Holland America Line's Rotterdam arrived at New York City on uh, earlier this week and on its maiden call to the city following a transatlantic crossing that departed Rotterdam, the Netherlands, October 15th. The ship is nearing the end of a 15-day cruise that is recreating the maiden voyage of Holland America Line's first ship, Rotterdam 1, that departed Rotterdam 150 years ago October 15th, 1872, according to a press release. So that's all that I have in the news, travel news sphere. All right. Like what you're hearing, tell your friends that they can find us on their favorite podcast player like Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Podbean, and Google Podcasts. You are tasked with sharing Travel Happens with three of your friends. Spread the word. Should you fail to share this podcast, I will place a curse on you. Remember, this is Halloween time. The time of year is perfect for a curse. If you do not share this podcast, may you get an infestation of zombies. Will you survive the zombie apocalypse? Are you a Walking Dead fan? Then you know the dangers of this curse. Night of the Living Dead is a favorite of mine. I love that movie because <laughs> it, 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 it genuinely is scary. It's scary. And then on top of it, it's, there are really funny moments. Like I remember people having their fleshy in, but the flesh is rather rubbery. Uh, like it looks like, <laughs> like, like a horrible piece of chicken. And oh, uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, anyway. So I encourage you to check out the movie night of the living dead. If you want to watch a good movie and you can avoid this curse and the zombies By sharing this podcast with your friends. All right, we are back, and Heather has uh, decided to talk about how to make magic special when. Your vacation is all done. So what do you got for us, Heather?
1: You know, often when you come home from vacation, it's it's sort of a letdown, you know, you have to it's sort of a process that you have to go through to come back to the real world. So
0: like laundry. Ugh.
1: Oh, yeah, let's not talk about that's not on my list. No, no. We don't <laughs> we're, we're not doing laundry. That is not magical at all. <laughs> Unless you have I, a a house elf maybe that helps you with laundry? You
0: no. Know, the washing or the drying it's the folding
1: right well that's the part that takes the longest
0: exactly well yeah
1: <laughs> everything else is just passive <laughs> right. all right so we'll start with some of the very easiest things because we all know what a rabbit hole pinterest is so okay. you can go find all kinds of disney crafts and recipes and things on pinterest that you can do in the interim between your trips
0: well, speaking of that,
1: because oh.
0: uh, you you are the dining diva, yes. So I knew we'd be talking about you could keep things alive by doing recipes at home that um, that are out there that are either inspired by uh, dishes you can get on vacation or. Um, are actually the the recipes that you can get uh, at vacation. After my last visit to Walt Disney World, um, I needed a a Christmas gift, and I got this. Well, they can't see it, but (laughs) it's the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge um, cookbook.
1: Oh, so, that's awesome. And now I'm going yeah. to agree because there's what is that, a Ronto wrap on the front or something that looks I'm, similar I'm, to I'm it? I'm
0: thinking, yeah, let's see. Uh it it doesn't quite say on the cover. I'm, you know, and um I'm juggling too many things to really discover. And then okay, wait. So on the back Ooh. cover, there's pictures of um dishes. I'm leaning in,
1: folks. I'm leaning in. And, it looks like good stuff.
0: Yeah. Hold on. Let me see what it says. It does. Oh, so Nerf kebabs, Mustafarian lava buns, Hattie slime pods, zoo berry surprise, spicy Mandalorian stew, and Corsican uh, cooler. That's the the cocktail. Nice. I can see there. Yeah. So that's on the back cover. Yeah. So uh, yeah.
1: I would want the recipe for the pot roast from docking base seven. Okay. That is one of my favorite things in all of Hollywood studios to eat. It's so good. It's just so tender. hmm Excellent. Yeah. yeah. They do. They I, do it I
0: really enjoyed my lunch at docking base seven. I had a
1: mm-hmm. good time there. It's a good spot to go. Yep. So anyway, so you can find recipes on Pinterest in books that you can purchase on Amazon or uh, like Barnes and Noble Right. Um, and then, uh, the Disney parks blog occasionally releases, uh, recipes from the parks themselves. I'm and they're usually pretty easy. I'm going to follow.
0: interject here and say this idea also applies to cruises. I've got yes. gotten, you could do a search online and if you like a particular thing, you could search, uh, for that, uh, that food item and find its recipe and make it at home. I had done that for this uh, one cruise dessert, and I had every intention of recreating it at home. And it it's a pretty involved thing, so I never got around <laughs> to it. If it was more simple, I might've done it. One of these days I'll get around to it.
1: You have to make There's- six different things to put together one dessert.
0: Yeah, it was, it, it was kind of a special bread pudding with chocolate. It had dark chocolate and vanilla and, yeah, vanilla cream, yeah.
1: Oh, yes, cream anglaise. Oh, I could drink yeah. that stuff. So good.
0: <laughs> Continue. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Uh. All right, so we talked about Pinterest and recipes. So also on Pinterest, of course, you can find lots of different um, crafts Um, and things of that nature also like decor that you can put up in your house or that you can print out for a party, um, that maybe you're hosting, maybe you're doing a Disney trivia night Mm -hmm. or hosting a, um, a Harry Potter marathon. Yeah. Uh, so it's something of that nature, and you can turn it into a whole event. You know, you can have themed food, and of course, you can watch the movies, and you can have decor, and people can dress up. And of course, all again, all those things can be found on Pinterest. So those can be really fun ideas of things to do while you're, you know, while you're waiting for the next vacation to roll around. You can also find, right. uh, like countdown, you know, countdown um, calendars to uh-huh. count down the days to your next na- days and/or weeks. Or months to your next vacation.
0: Yeah, well, like uh for the cruise that I'm about to go on, it's kind of crazy. I'm five days out until the cruise starts.
1: I know, it's so exciting.
0: And, and um I'm I booked it when it was over 400 days away, so like oh, it seems goodness. like a little unreal to me. Are I've you packed this- yet? Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah the, uh huh, yeah. That I uh, will. We'll, talk about it in a bit, but, uh, <laughs> I did this whole packing video oh,
1: that's and, fun!
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I've since changed the, uh, from when I made the video, like I moved things around, I've taken some stuff out. And that's one thing I gotta say to our listeners. Um, it's a really good idea to pack a quite a bit early. It gives you time to think about things and maybe revise what you plan to do. So I I, you know, even I had to do that. Go ahead. What 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 are, what are we talking about?
1: <laughs> uh so we're still crafting. So also um actually just came out today on Disney Parks blog, they have uh the Disney paper parks. I think it's what they call them where you can construct your own models of different parts of the Disney parks. And there's a series that they have of Haunted Mansion, um, which obviously this is the season for that. Um, So I think it was, um, Oh, what's the Haunted Mansion called in Paris?
0: A Phantom Manor.
1: Phantom Manor. Thank you. I was like, it has a slightly different name. Um, But it, um, Uh, but you can print those out, and they're black and white, so you can color them in with the kids and then put, and then cut them out and glue them together, and you have a little 3D diorama.
0: That's great. I love that. Art, art, arts and crafts.
1: Yes. Yeah. So lots and lots of different arts and crafts things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned videos a few minutes ago. Uh, so, of course, there's lots of Disney you know, ride videos and attraction videos you can watch. But my favorites are the parades. Mm Uh, and of course, fireworks, which are never quite the same at home, watching them on video as they are in person. Uh, you know, there's just nothing quite like watching fireworks in person in the park.
0: Well, and it's different because now they are incorporating, uh, projection technology. So that's very different, you know, watching that than it, than seeing it in person.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a difference between between yeah. the two, uh, but it is nice to watch uh, it at home because you don't you don't see everything because you're either watching the projections or you're watching the the um, the fireworks. So you may miss something in one or the other spots, uh, you know, so it's nice to get to watch it again at home where you can, you know, dial in a little more carefully of watching one of the other uh, catching things that you may have missed while you were there in person
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh okay where am i on my list oh uh if you have a vr headset Mm -hmm. there are videos specifically for that where you can it's like you're sitting in theater works or a parade go by it's kind of (laughs) wild we got one last year and um yeah, it's pretty realistic. It's it's definitely a step closer than just watching it on your TV mm. or online. Okay. Sorry, my screen showed up. I had to go back to my. <laughs> I had to go back to my list.
0: Well, while you're looking uh, okay. for your list, so, I'm going to interject uh-huh. something okay. here. Something that I like to do is create. Playlists. Oh, that's a good one.
1: That was so, not on my list, but that's a good yeah. one.
0: Yeah. So no matter what your vacation is, you can look. Uh, up music that reminds you of your vacation, wherever you're going. And, um, I, for all my clients, I send them a link to a cruise playlist to help them get excited about their trip that they're gonna take someday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe 400 Uh, days in the future.
0: Yeah. Also like, uh, you were talking about. The fireworks, Uh, I like listening to, like, I still have this, okay, I'm about to date myself. I still have a CD from Wishes, of music from Wishes, um, which was a fireworks, uh, nighttime spectacular in the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World that they no longer do.
1: (laughs) That one wasn't that long ago, though. That was just before Happily Ever After.
0: Yes, right. Um, and I also have a CD of music from, um, islands of adventure.
1: Oh, that takes,
0: and that takes me back to a vacation that I had. And, um, yeah, so I love doing that. Okay. I think that that's enough that, uh, (laughs) I gave you plenty of time to find what you're looking for
1: yes uh so well i'm gonna piggyback on that and say so something that was on my list was of course listening to podcasts intense yes (laughs) um so there's a number of uh favorite podcasts that i have that i listen to um Mm -hmm. uh well my top favorite is wdw radio with lou Mm Mangello. yeah Uh, he's a really good one um there's a really good universal one and i can't think of the name of it right now krista would know She's the one who turned me on to that one, but they're really good too. Um, and then if I just hold on, to- I,
0: I, I recently started to follow a universal podcast and I can go ahead. You talk. And while I'm looking up what the heck I followed.
1: And so something else, if you people have- need
0: to stop <laughs> trying to contact me when I'm doing a podcast, <laughs> you're interfering.
1: They know it's cause they know.
0: Oh my goodness. Um- go <laughs>
1: So something oh, else called discover
0: t- universal podcast. That's that the may one that I, that,
1: yeah, I think that may be the one that I, that Krista had yeah. turned me on to. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: But yeah. They're really good too. And then um, if you're just like, you know, in the kitchen cooking or whatever, um, and you've got uh, an echo or a Google device that you listen to, you can ask it to tune into D park radio. Um, that's mm-hmm. one that I like to listen to a lot or sorcerer yeah. Mickey radio. Right. Uh, both of those are good stations that have a good variety of um, Disney music, and really from around the world. Um, it's <laughs> it can be kind of bad though because then you're you can really sing along with the attractions when you get there because you really have all the lines. The line. <laughs> you might become that person when you're on the attraction, um, but. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> but when I was a teenager. I went to Walt Disney World, uh, and I went on journey of imagination with like about, I don't know, 18, eight other teenagers. And so you can only imagine we just kept on going and going on this <laughs> attraction. We must've gone on it like six times. So uh, by the time, uh, number four came around, we're all singing along with, <laughs> you know, the song, I can only imagine how annoying we were. <laughs>
1: But that's the point right they're catchy they're supposed to get stuck in your yeah. head so yeah, yeah they're supposed to be easy to learn I'm pretty uh, sure
0: that was a sherman brothers uh song Uh
1: yeah I think you may be right Yeah I think you may be right about that Um so it, it kind of like imagination it thrills me when some of the older things come on because they will play throwbacks every now and then of mm-hmm. like horizons or yeah. um the oh. kitchen, cab- kitchen Cabaret was one of my favorite things when I was a kid. And so I get That's really- That's another CD I back.
0: have. I have a CD uh-huh. of music uh, of like when Epcot first opened up. And all oh, of that wow. music. So when I saw on my last trip, I saw Epcot Forever. And I'm like, yes.
1: oh, Tomorrow's Child, and
0: like I have that on a CD.
1: I know. Okay. So you know, there was a lot of people who don't like Epcot Forever, but for people like you and me, that it's nostalgic. Yeah. It's right. It's the best. Like I yeah. love Epcot Forever. Right. It's one of my favorites. Okay, so let's go next. So, uh. Of course, we'll kind of stay online. So I mean, there's lots of different things you can do online. So you can join D23, which is the official Disney fan club. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that comes some fun merch and a magazine that talks about different movies and different attractions and different parks. You know, things that are happening um, all in all those different categories. Um, so those can be like nice little surprises throughout the year um, for you to read about as they as things happen. Um, and then, of course, online communities. Um, like, we have our Reach for the Magic planning group, so that's a fun place to be if you want to, um, you know, keep up on some of the latest and greatest that's coming to the parks.
0: Well, actually, more than the parks. Yeah, that's I mean, true.
1: Parks, cruises. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: All of our different destinations.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, And something else, I haven't done this in a while, but um, I am a pen trader. Do you collect pens? Do you trade pens? No. Nope. <laughs> He's like no, I'm not get I'm not going there. Uh-uh. Not me. So anyways, I am I have been for a long time um and I found um I'm sure there's lots of different groups but I've found a few groups that you can do online uh pen trading in. And so, you know, you post a picture of what you have, you post something of what you're looking for and you can connect up with people so that you can um trade pens for ones that you want.
0: That again Except I you correct me because, you know, uh, my impression is pin trading is kind of not what it used to be like. that, it used to be much more of a big deal. And I feel like these days it really has um, declined and it's really not as much of a thing these days.
1: Uh, yeah, I would agree in the parks. It definitely is not like it used to be. Um, I think the pandemic really, um, kind of took that away. It's not come back in the way that it was because back in the, the, you know, the early two thousands, when it was really getting going, you would trade with cast members off of their lanyards. And I don't know that cast members have lanyards at all anymore like that. Yeah. Um, everyone would oh. have, you know, every cast member would have one and you would, you know, you could trade up the two pens off of the lanyard. Yeah. And it always worked in your favor because you would, you would ask, you know, you would say, I want this pen and point to a specific one. But right. They would have to take whatever you give them as long as it's a official Disney pen. Right. So it always worked out. In I, your own,
0: I own a few pins, but I, I'm not a pin person per se.
1: I have um A trader. I have just a few. I'm sure my <laughs> husband would have something to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> um so anyway, so the online pen trading has kind of taken the place of what it once was in the parks. You can still trade in the parks. It's just a little bit different. You do it off of a board now and they're not even always um supervised. So it's not as fun because you don't get the interaction with the cast members that you used to. Uh, So we talked about doing a Disney movie night Um, Mm -hmm. or hosting a Disney trivia night, but you can also or
0: or it could be just like a movie. Like, let's say you're just going on vacation. I'm you know, you're you are going to Paris. You could watch, you know, the movie Amelie. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah,
1: there was an Audrey Hepburn movie that just came in. Roman Holiday. I I was thinking about. Yes. Roman holiday. Thank you. I was like, yeah. there's a really good European one that she was in. She <laughs> it was would be perfect for that and kind she of She escapes night.
0: her minders. So she kind of becomes
1: a common lady for a few days. <laughs> it's yeah. good to be. Um, so uh, the Disney trivia or universal Harry Potter trivia, you can find, um, you can go do local uh, competitions with them. Mm-hmm. Um you know, a lot of local pubs um, and bars host those. There's a lot of breweries around here. Um, there's a few that I've seen that have come up. I went to one when, I went to one once <laughs> with one of my friends with some of my friends, and it was a ton of fun. Um, it actually shows you just how not uh, versed you are in certain parts of trivia. <laughs> so I'm like, well, oh, we got this, and then like, no, those questions are really hard. Yeah.
0: Well, on my uh, business social media pages, I do a trivia Thursday thing. So it's generally about, most of the time, it's about cruises. So uh, generally, whatever, generally I pick like one uh, uh, business that I focus on. So this week, because of Icon of the Seas being announced, it has all been about uh, Royal Caribbean. So uh, tomorrow is trivia Thursday and I I'll be doing a, a question about Royal Caribbean tomorrow.
1: I'll have to see if I know it.
0: Uh, you, you, you may, you may.
1: I may have to phone a friend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Uh, uh, I'm going to be working tomorrow, so I'm not going to be available. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh.
1: Yeah. All right. So something else you can do, um, and this is something that our good friend Krista does, even sometimes on a daily basis, is do a Disney bound. Mm -hmm. So you wear an outfit that is inspired by a park attraction or your favorite, um, character uh there's something else in there that i can't think of the word that's words, good but... enough <laughs> um sometimes uh you know it and you can ask people you know like i'm bounding and see if they can guess what you're bounding as
0: there you go although i i i enjoy when it's clearly obvious what you're inspired by I like those. those Those are fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes obscure ones can be fun too, but definitely harder to uh to pinpoint what those are unless you just know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Here's the thing that kicked off this entire conversation that sparked the idea for this uh topic. Okay. And that is, so of course we know that you know Harry Potter started as books as a right. book series. Yeah. Um, so, but did you know that there's sort of a Disney Harry Potter? Uh,
0: well, there was the source, the movie The Sorcerer and the Stone.
1: No, that's not quite what I'm there- talking about.
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry to bring up a, a dark period of, uh, <laughs> of Disney movie magic.
1: There are some very hardcore Sorcerer and the Stone fans, though. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I know that I have seen it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyways, I'm talking about Kingdom Keepers. Have you ever heard of them? Yes. Mm -hmm. We almost got a series on Disney Plus, and I'm very disappointed that that hasn't happened yet, but maybe someday soon. Uh, So anyways, Kingdom Keepers is a now 11 book series. Uh, that features a group of teenagers who go in for a casting call that are going to be Disney hosts interactive. They're going to be holograms in the park that you can rent uh, to guide you around the park. But that's not really all this entails because when they go to sleep at night, they quote-unquote cross over into the parks to do battle with the villains who want to overtake the parks. Mm -hmm. They want to make the parks their own. And so it is very sort of reminiscent of Harry Potter in that way that it's, you know, magical and it's a group of teenagers and, you know, that sort of thing. (laughs) Uh, But it's a very good series. So if you're if you really like reading books, I would say probably good for 12 plus. Um, They're very easy reads, obviously, for adults. Um, Big books kind of, again, like Harry Potter. um, That will uh, keep you going for Quite some time. All right. So continuing on, um, if you're feeling nostalgic, you know, go grab those old albums or scrapbooks that you made for previous trips and go take a walk down memory lane. It can be really fun to look at old photos or scroll through photos, depending on how your albums are these days. We all know yeah. we've got digital memories now. Yeah. Uh, you know, and just reminisce about how awesome that last trip was and, you know, maybe things that you Really want to do again, or things that you know you never do again. Mm -hmm. And that can be for any kind of vacation, you know, that's yes, that can really always be fun. Um, I love doing that.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, on my last trip, was it my last trip? No, it wasn't my last trip. Uh, for me, it was a it was uh, it was 2018. I took a trip to Italy and I took the photos and made a photo book of, um, of that trip. And it's really special. I, I love that trip. That was an awesome trip, trip
1: of a lifetime. Yeah. So, and I mean, that's something else too, is to either, most people don't scrapbook these days, but build a scrapbook or curate a digital photo album or <laughs> Make an album on Shutterfly that you can actually have printed. Actually,
0: um, Shutterfly is are, are the people who uh, did the uh, photo book for me.
1: Yeah, I love using Shutterfly. You can also do, you know, other gifts and things. I've done calendars for uh, my family before that have had our trip photos in it. Those are really fun too, because then you get to relive the memories all year round. There you go. Um, and then on the digital side of things, you can curate you know, a digital photo album that you can share with family and friends that has only, you know, a select few photos from vacation versus, you know, the hundreds that you took while you were on your trip. All right. And last but not least, play some Disney games, play some Universal games. There's lots of different video games out there that you can play. Are you a gamer? Not
0: really? really. Um... My roommate is in fact, while we're recording, he's busy playing some online game with people so
1: <laughs> right he's so a huge
0: a- he's a huge gamer like let we'll leave it at that
1: so there's all kinds of online games like that. there's even games on our phones you know that we can play. there's um you know can tear. <laughs> well, there's Candy Crush, you know, the the match 3 type games. There's um Disney Universal um versions of those games. Um and then there's, you know, let's go old school. You, there's lots of different card and board games that you can play that are it's again um,
0: solitaire.
1: <laughs> that are that are themed um, you know, to different attractions. Um there's um obviously Monopoly. There's some pretty fancy versions of monopoly. Yeah, no,
0: seriously, like um for the parks. I know. So, I, I I'm not so a guy for a huge fan of Royal Caribbean. He has created this website Royal Caribbean blog and he does YouTube shows and uh in his office on the bookshelf behind him, you can see there is a cruise themed monopoly game. Yeah. So yeah. I mean,
1: there's a Monopoly game for a- anything. Everything out there. Yeah. Everything. Um, so you know, just all kinds of games and, and uh things that you can play with your family or friends. Again, you can make a whole night of it. It's a lot of fun.
0: Excellent.
1: So I think that's all I've got for our topic this week.
0: Okie dokie. We're obsessed. This is our chance to rant or rave about something that is going on in our lives. It could be a book, a movie, an event, a record, something we just cannot let go of. Do you have something you're obsessed about, Heather?
1: I do. Uh, And it actually kind of involves you. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, So I don't know how much of a baseball fan you are.
0: I I am uh I'm not a I'm not a big one but oh yeah we're about to have a, a huge rivalry. Uh-huh. Yeah because yes, you're in are.
1: Houston
0: and I'm in Philadelphia.
1: That's right. Yep. So our teams the Houston Astros and the Philadelphia Phillies are about to head to the World Series.
0: Yep yep yep.
1: So we're yep, going to yep. be we're going to be battling it out Douglas. Yeah. Who do you think's going to win? I mean you have to pull for your home your your hometown, but yeah, you know, our Astros have, you know, kinda well,
0: you could you could argue either way. You could say, listen, the Astros have just been incredibly strong all the way through. They did a huge sweep through the in the postseason. And um and but then you could argue that Philly has a lineup who if you start their best players they are a real powerhouse so if they play those players to begin with it they could wrap things up early on potential there's the potential for that to happen um don't know if it'll happen but <laughs> um yeah so it doesn't have to be you know it doesn't have to go to the seven games that it um if 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 they do it correctly and they're Uh, a scrappy bunch
1: yeah they're definitely an underdog i would say and a lot of people like like to root for the underdog which please i
0: mean they were they were a wild card to into the playoffs yeah yeah.
1: i heard somebody say no
0: one thought they would get this far
1: yeah i heard somebody say that they had the second worst record at one point Uh during the season Um, so it's pretty incredible that they are, uh, here, you know, they're getting ready to go to the world series and I, how it's been a while, right. Since they went.
0: Yeah. It's been over 10 years since we've been to the world series. I'm used to Philadelphia. (laughs) doesn't matter what the sport is. Uh It could be, you know, anything could be football. It could be basketball. It could be ice hockey. Um, I'm used to losing. And then on top of it, Anytime I go to a game uh, of a Phillies game, they lose. So I have been staying away. That's probably why they kind of have been doing well lately. I haven't gone to a game in forever.
1: Well, and now they're they're sending you on a cruise. You're not even going to be in the country.
0: <laughs> well, no. Well, it's uh, actually the first game of the World Series. I'll, I'll be, you know, I'm going to be in near Houston where they're, where they're going to be playing?
1: Mm-hmm. They landed so, today. Yeah, they came in today.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh.
1: So that's what I've been obsessed with lately. We've been watching all of the the postseason games. Oh my gosh, right. we had we had an eighteen inning game. Uh-huh. So technically, it took us five. That's that, two games. <laughs> yeah. So I I don't remember if that was the first or second series, but. It yeah. took us, you know, an extra game <laughs> in <Right>. a game <laughs> to get there. to get it right. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a, that was a tough one to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: Um, at the time of this recording, I'm a few days away, as I said earlier, from going on a cruise on the Norwegian Prima and the MSC Seashore, and thank goodness for lists. Uh, I like I said I started packing early cuz I wanted to do that uh video and um I've already revised how I have packed nothing major I've moved some things uh from my personal item to my carry-on and fr- and vice versa and I plus I completely removed two t-shirts from the mix cuz uh I I didn't need them, uh, but I've added some empty Ziploc bags, and then I completely forgot uh, my GoPro. I didn't pack that (laughs) for the video. I'm like, oh, I got a uh, that goodness. It's a tiny little thing. It's itty bitty. Oh, I I have it packed away, and um, (laughs) I was going to show you how tiny it was. Um, Also, I do have a thing for bags. I have a number of them. I was able to swap backpacks as my personal item. So I'm not going to be using the backpack that's in the video. I'm using a different one. And the one I'm using now is a bit uh, roomier, but still has allowable dimensions for a personal item. According to the airline's website, um, it is, it has less padding. I think that's what is mm. a, a big issue. Um And the Travel Happens family out there can share my experience. Um, Starting on the day of Halloween, October 31st, I'll be going live on Instagram. Then I plan to go live on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, we'll, We'll see. If you have a question for me, you can ask it and I'll do my best to answer it. I'm never short of opinions, so I'll be sharing those. And you will get the visuals of what the ships look like. You can... Interact with uh, Travel Happens podcast on YouTube. Uh, if you're on Instagram, the handle is at Douglas underscore reach for the magic. Or on Facebook, I'm over at www.facebook.com slash destination Douglas. And, and um, uh, the other thing is, this is weird. I feel, what the heck happened? <laughs> um, cause like I had jotted down like bullet points for this obsession segment. And I'm like, this isn't what I was planning on. This. Uh, some of it <laughs> is what I was, I was going to just kind of do an abbreviated thing. I'm like what? Ha-? And I know I talked about other things. Um, so w- another thing that I was uh, really obsessed about was the fact that On Monday, I took, I got a bivalent uh, booster shot for COVID-19. And once again, every time I get one of those vaccines, I got it at 9 a.m. And about 12 hours later, it wiped me out. Mm -hmm. I, I had a horrible headache and I felt exhausted and yucky. And thank goodness I was in bed and I could just sleep it off. And that's exactly what I did. And But um, I feel much better protected. So that's a good thing.
1: It is a good thing. Yeah, I got mine not too long ago as well. And I was expecting to have a day or so uh-huh. where I didn't feel good. But it yeah. actually didn't affect me as bad this time. So I was really, really happy. Yeah,
0: it, it wasn't as bad as, the, as previously those vaccines. Those vaccines have been for me, but I still all of a sudden, wham, I'm like, oh, <laughs> what, what, what was that? <laughs> all right. So, oh, I know what I was gonna talk about. I was gonna talk about um th- an obsession is with uh TV shows. Right now mm-hmm. there's a battle in the fantasy genre. Uh, but they're very, two different, very different shows, even though they're still considered the same genre, they're two very different shows. So on the one hand, and they're both sequels to a previous thing. So on the one hand, you've got House of Dragons, which is an offshoot of the um song of fire and ice from george rr R. martin and um what was the name of that series
1: game of thrones
0: game of thrones thank, <laughs> thank
1: you you're yeah, asking the person who didn't watch <laughs>
0: okay so yeah once again so and really i feel like that should, house of dragons is really about families well of very warped family.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And, um, and there are interpersonal connections and uh, how that all plays out. And then um, mm. the other thing that I've been watching that is uh, rings of power on Amazon prime, uh, which is basically they are going back hundreds of years before Lord of the Rings took place and taking a look uh, some, actually some of the characters are, even though it's hundreds of years before some of the characters are, uh, are in there again, uh, because they have elves and apparently elves last hundreds and hundreds of years. And that's who is the main character. There's an elf that is the main character of that show. And, uh, she is really a very determined young lady in this series. And um, this show is very different. Instead of looking at the the machinations of family, um, it's really more of a good versus evil story. And um, when we start out, evil is lurking. And we're about to have to get into it with the evildoers. And that's what it's all about. And there's some, tw- like any good show, there's some twists and turns. And uh, people's characters get revealed. There's uh, you, uh, there's one person who uh, gets revealed to be the big major baddie. And then there's another person who you, you, there are hints as to who he really is, who, and um, in the series, you kind of, you're like, I think he's so-and-so, but um, they never come out and say it. And it could be, you know, they could be just leading us off the track, but both of those shows, (laughs) House of Dragons and uh, Rings of Power, I really, really enjoy. And, Heather and I both know someone where they would be up their alley. So um, we're thinking of you today. (laughs) (laughs) A vacation in the 21st century is a complicated maze We can help to sort out this mess and make sense of it all. We have oodles more advice and guidance when it comes to favorite destinations for North Americans. If you want help with a vacation, we can make it happen. Our contact information is in the show notes. I can help with favorite destinations on land and sea. So shoot me an email. Heather can guide you with all of your theme park plans. So I'd like to thank you, dear listener, for spending time with us. We will be back in December with season three and an episode with Amy Krause. And um, it's the end of October. So I don't know what Amy Krause is going to feel like talking about in December. (laughs) Um, If you need help with planning a vacation, contact Heather, Amy, or myself. Our contact information, as I said, is in the show notes. Follow Travel happens on your favorite podcast player to listen as we explore what is beyond our front porch.
1: Reach for the magic. Reach for
0: the adventure.